the Almost Perfect Podcast. Welcome to the Almost Perfect Podcast. Celebration of fuck-ups, failures, and falling flat on your face. This is a podcast that believes you can learn from experience, but that experience doesn't have to be your own. Ha, I'm but perfect, and I'm a functional fuck-up. Let's learn from somebody else's mistakes. And today we are learning from Bala Weinster. Yeah, our first third-time guest, our first, uh, yeah, first trifecta on, on the Almost Perfect podcast. And I'm not going to lie, this is, a, this is another one of those ones where I was just like, you know what, I haven't heard from this person for a while, I want to know how they're doing. So, yeah, I, send, I saw, I saw Luanster has a track coming out tonight called ASMR. If you if you watched MTV Base last night, you would have been able to catch the premiere of that, the the R uh, the IRL premiere. But the URL premiere will be tonight at seven o'clock. So we chat about that. We chat about all the all the changes in Lawrence's life since uh, yeah we we last spoke, and things things are different. Uh, man's man's be trying to get in some threesomes. Uh, <laughs> it's something we chat about. I I I kind of maintain that the threesome was never on the cards. Ju- judging by the story he tells, judging by the story he tells, but I'll I'll let him tell the story in just a little bit. But yeah, we talk about uh, his more sensual side because ASMR is a sexy song, and yeah, there's a there's a lot of innuendo, a lot of silliness before we get into. The realities of being an independent artist, of having his own label, of wearing the many different hats that he wears as a designer, as a rapper, and then, yeah, as a creative director, I guess, as well. So there's a lot going on in Balawanster's life, and you're going to get to hear about it in just a little bit. Of course, I need to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by you. Over at patreon.com forward slash almost perfect, where you can subscribe for as little as one dollar a month. Uh, there's a few different tiers there, there's different benefits to each tier, but yeah, you you can go check that out for yourself if you want to support. You can also buy a mug there, 100 rand each. Uh, 10 rand from each sale goes to Sasonke. Uh, Sasonke is an organization working to decriminalize sex work, they are for sex workers, by sex workers. You can check them out over at sasonke.org.za. And I'm also selling t-shirts. Yeah, we got t-shirts as well. So they are 150 rand each. And uh, 90 rand is the price for delivery. Depending on where you live. It might be like in the 140, 150 range if you're in the in the sticks. But if, if you're somewhere reasonable for delivery people to get to, that'll be 90 rand. Uh, delivery of I managed to chat. I've got a deal going on. I don't have a deal. I've I've just got a courier company that I'm working with. Uh, but yeah, hit me up, Bob at almostperfect.co.za if you'd like to buy those things. I'll remind you on social media soon enough. I know that's something that I need to do. Like I got to keep posting, keep reminding people, keep keep doing the things. But as you'll hear in this uh, chat. I'm like, I'm so over that shit, but I'm going to keep doing it or else how the fuck are you meant to know that I'm doing this? But like you, you already knew probably 
if you've subscribed and you know about it, but like it's the the getting new people, the getting more people, the the growing aspect of all of this that gets frustrating because it's like it's just this constant fucking churn of like having to post about things on fucking social media and you know not not feeling it at the moment just really not into that thing but it's it's a part of the game and i will probably yeah be posting things on social media soon for you to see so that you can like them and then follow links and buy things and use the sales funnel you know oh fuck oh what a mess uh i've applied for jobs i've been applying for jobs lately that's something i've been doing mostly copywriting things but also applied for an event management position today which i'm actually hoping i get because it would be cool to hang out with people again like i'm kind of tired of sitting at home writing things like i've been i've been writing my own things lately and that's been cool but like it would be cool for my income to come from something other than having to think of words just for a bit like maybe we'll we'll so we'll see how that goes but yeah trying to trying to do some different shit cuz living yeah living in a pandemic has been interesting uh, to put it very fucking uh mildly like it is yeah, I've I've done the things, I've tried my best. I've also gone through other things through that pandemic. So yeah, it would be interesting to do something where I get to constantly be out. And obviously stand-up comedy is one of those things, but I don't know, like the earning potential for stand-up comedy, if we're being real, uh, is not that high. Like I, so, I mean, depending, like, listen to some of these conversations, like, you listen to the Lisa Gola conversation, yeah, very different perspective to some of what Eric Janssen was saying last week, you know, and I don't know, I think I'm closer to Eric Janssen than I am to Lisa Gola, if I'm being completely honest with you, you know, I, I don't have any TV credits though, so I'm still pretty far away from either of them, if, if we're keeping it 100, but... Yo, we'll get there. We'll get there. Fuck. Probably going to be doing a show soon, actually. Well, pretty much definitely doing a show on the 30th of October at uh, Fulham Coffee. We're going to be doing it out on the sidewalk there to whoever shows up. So if there's some old grannies drinking coffee, then we're going to be doing comedy to them. Uh, it's going to be a PG show which is, I think, the first time I'm doing that. I don't think I've ever done a PG show, but going to play to the room, as they say. And I think it's going to be a fun challenge. It's going to be interesting trying to either change some jokes to fit it or just, yeah, find which jokes already are within that realm. And then I have been trying to write as well. So cool writing challenge, I guess. And just... I want some stage time and it seems pretty low stakes to to do that <laughs> so come on over check out some low stakes stand-up comedy at Fulham Coffee on the 30th of October and yeah that's that's gonna be fun Abby Hudson's gonna be joining me um, Akil Maharaj is as well 
Not that Akil Maharaj, the other Akil Maharaj. Ah, oh, fuck. I can't believe I actually did that. Like, I was thinking whether or not I should beforehand. But yeah, there's, there's two Akil Maharajas on the stand-up comedy scene. And I've always said that they should fight it out. They, I think they roast battled each other. can't remember what they did. But whichever one, like, you think would have won the roast battle, that one's not the one performing. It's the other one. It's the one who always uh, talks about how shit his life is. So we have a lot in common. But yeah, I'm going to put it out there to some other comedians as well. Uh, it, it's an, if you're listening to this and you're a comedian in Durban, hit me up. Uh, but yeah, just PG, open mic vibes. Come try out some material. And I'll, I'll message some people who have already messaged me because I put some things out there on the internet already saying, hey, if you want to do some comedy, let me know. I've also got a house show, a show at a house, at an ex-guest house, actually, that uh, is in the works. That'll be sometime next month. So I will let you know when that is happening and you can come watch uh, some, some less PG stand-up comedy at an ex-guest of the Almost Perfect Podcast's uh, house. That's, I know it's an inviting proposition, but I actually think it's going to be a really cool space to do things in, and we'll probably do quite a lot of shows there going forward. Whether or not the first one works out, like whether there's five people that show up to the first one or not, I'm definitely going to do it again, and then probably again and again, and then eventually it'll probably be a thing. And then I'm probably going to, like, move from Durban and you'll never see me again. So enjoy those times that we have is uh, essentially what I'm trying to say there. Anyway, uh, that brings us to the shout-out section of the podcast over the $10 tier. It's the titular titles tier over at patreon.com forward slash almost perfect. You can pick your title right here on the Almost Perfect podcast. And that means i got to shout you out every single week. It's $10, like I said. It's the $10 titular titles tier. It's alliteration. Shoutouts to the shot callers, the, the big ballers. Russell Grant, who is our Far East correspondent. Shoutouts to Grant Chetty, the assistant to the regional manager. Shoutouts to Kath Jenkins, the inevitable ruler of the universe. And Queen Swifty. Shoutouts to Karan Slemon. The almost perfect hedge fund manager. Shout outs to our pantsless weasel, that is Tyron Love. Shout outs to our key group, Neil Green, who is also due for a catch up call on this podcast. So look out for that. As soon as, soon as he's done some shows in Ireland, we're going to chat about that. So if you know anyone in Ireland who is doing an open mic gig or maybe even some paid slots, uh, tell us to get in touch with Neil Green. Shout out to our Chief Sales Officer of Subtle Heresies in the Great Oberberg Region, Rousseau. Shout outs to our Executive Producer, Stephen Olafir. Shout outs to Vishendra Nadu, our Spiritual Advisor. Shout outs to Julian, who is the King. Shout outs to our Director of Purchasing, and that is Riz Ventura. And lastly, shout outs to our Anonymous Benefactor. Oh yeah, I'm also going to let you know whether you sign up at $1, $5, and $10, I will send you a pack of Almost Perfect stickers just to say thank you if you sign up to the Almost Perfect Patreon. So that's, you know, just just a little, a little extra uh, cheese on top of the burger there. So I hope, uh, 
I'm hoping that that's the thing that makes you go, you know what? Today's the day I go to patreon.com forward slash almost perfect. And with that out the fucking way, it is now time for the Almost Perfect Podcast with Bailawanster. So how are you living, Bailawanster? I am fantastic, bro. You know, um, and that's an honest answer. I, I, lately, I've been really thinking about the answers, like, before I give them. But, you know, I've been fantastic yeah, use some for vocabulary the last there, couple of like... days. <laughs> and it's been in my vocab as of the last couple of months. So I think it's it's legit. You know, I, I feel fantastic, bro. I'm living quite all right, you know, as far as living goes. But um, I'm feeling good every day, really. Uh, that's right. It, se- it seems like it. I mean, it seems especially, I mean, you know, you never really know with social media, like, you know, we're we're all projecting some sort of reality. Yes. But like, yeah. you know, like it does seem like you're, you're feeling pretty good about your upcoming release. So yeah. Well, tell, tell me about mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Um, what can I say uh, about well this, this Friday? Release? Let's um, start with let's start with ASMR, and then we'll get into Spajongo okay, cool. Chapter Three. Okay, sweet. So I mean, the the upcoming release is ASMR. It's a single off of Spajongo Chapter Three, and um, yeah, this is the first time I've ever given a single, you know, the normal by Lonster rollout treatment. You know, like it's always been something I reserved for projects uh, for no real reason other than the fact that, you know, I've always felt like I'm more of a project artist, you know, um, every track, you know, heard in context, you know, is the best way I want people to experience it. So releasing a single would always kind of introduce people to the music outside of the context. And, yeah. you know, I, 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 yeah, I don't like not being able to, quote unquote, defend certain things and you know i'm at a place where i don't feel like i need to defend it but you know if the idea is to create a narrative driven body of work and you completely miss it when the single comes out you know it always annoyed me but then i don't know things are a bit different with this single and you know i teased it back in april you know i just kind of dropped a video of me jamming to it and people just started like asking for it you know asking for it was people were like yeah, there's there's crazy excitement, and we're in October now, and it's only coming out now. But it's only because you know I I insisted. Okay, cool. If you guys want this thing, let me make it special for you. And by making it special, that means you know going through the rollout, uh, everything, touching on all the touch points. You know, looking at my previous efforts when it comes to rollouts and thinking how do I improve on this. So you know, from April till now, uh, you know, it's been foreplay. You know, well, foreplay only really started because it was just, you know, flirting in the beginning. And now there was foreplay with these rollout assets like, yo, I like you. And now it's like, okay, cool. Can you put it in now? And I was like, okay, cool. Let's, let me put it in in October. So ASMR, I mean, even that analogy, bro, that whole sexual innuendo is very much related to the ASMR, the song. It's 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 quite yeah. a sexually driven song, which speaks to just, you know, my sexual frustration, I guess. Um, but other than that, it's that's not honest. I like it, 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 it it's, it's perfect, <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, yeah, first, like, as soon as it hit me, I think this, the I think I was sent a beat, it was originally a collab that kind of started the song. And then, first words that came to me when this beat came were like the words I start off with on ASMR, and it just took that PG 18 route. And I was like, damn, okay, 
you know clearly i've been wanting <laughs> you know there to is no offload PG 18 right really what did they change it to oh wait no it's m isn't it well there's never been pg-18 because it's pg-16 <laughs> i mean mean? if you're 18 you're an adult already <laughs> you're an adult if you're 18 oh okay so wait okay no that yeah, you can okay. just no, go into the movies <laughs> like no. i mean listen so that was actually how it was articulated to me like when i was when i sent the verse bro i was told well at first i gave them like i think halfway through writing i told them hey so the kind the verse is kind of taking this turn and then they're like oh wow cool well let's make it a threesome because it was myself uh, her and, uh, and and another rapper, so there was maybe three of us. I'll I'll keep her unnamed you're just, for you're now. You're just enjoying the innuendo, aren't you, bro? I love it. I love it. You know, and I'm not even the type to just randomly make like sex jokes. Like, uh, you, you're you know, like an open box, like comedian. <laughs> I like that. You know, so um, <laughs> yeah, man. So we're here now, about to stick it in, and you know, people have been ready. They've been excited aroused and you know now we're about to drop it on them and you know i i, I teased the color well not the color palette i re i reskinned my whole social media last week as like a cryptic message to oh shit something's about to happen and then gradually i'd start introducing like the durex inspired logo type for the song and then suddenly the features so just gradually you know working my way into this um clitoris <laughs> Um, and then getting to a point where it's, you know, cool. I think it's lubricated enough. Let's, let's stick it in. You know, now we're doing that on so Friday. Friday. So that's you're going to blow your load. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's definitely what's going to happen. Uh, but because, you know, it's, 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 while it's very sexual, I like to think it's very tasteful. So, uh, we're, we're, we're both blowing off. Yeah, well, I wouldn't get that from everything you've been saying. What? You think it's one-sided? No, no, the tasteful part. <laughs> oh, okay, no, no, no. Honestly, listen, bro, like considering like uh you know the genre that I I I guess I, I quote unquote belong to, you know, this is as tasteful as it could get, you know. When you hear sexual related things in hip hop, you know, it's never tasteful. So I like to think it was like, okay, cool, <laughs> something you can I'll play at a restaurant, you know, and have a good time too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this is like like uh, kind of slow jams. <laughs> yes, actually, you know what, bro? You know what? I was listening to that earlier, and yeah, actually, you know what, bro? Fuck, that's actually so dope that you brought that up. I've been when I think about ASMR, I, I, like I was listening to a lot of uh college dropout you know i've got the cd in my car and i was just listening okay. to it because i think i just wanted a a change of i think it previously and i think i was changing between black album by jay-z because what i do when i hop into my car i based on where i'm going i'll choose a cd you know so if i've got like a meeting Fair. with somebody who could possibly host you know my listening session or host my music video premiere. I'm gonna put in the Jay Z uh, CD, you know, because he speaks, you know, from the perspective of you know a artist entrepreneur, you know, a CEO. So I need that energy, and I think I attended another Lurie's. Um, if I need to, <laughs> I'm gonna say yeah. If you need to pick up a bag of coke, you'll you'll put on Blueprint or or just some push of poop. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? So, like, that's literally how it is, bro. I need to be ready. And, like, I'll sit in the car, bro. Like, I've started the car, but I'll spend maybe two minutes and waste my petrol 
Oh, if I have to figure <laughs> out which CD I want to go out of the, the, the yard in. So I have college dropout in there right now because I don't know. I, I feel like that's obviously Kanye's first major release, if I'm not mistaken. So I really kind of, you know, wanted to be where he was specifically in that mind state. And then I also went to Drake's uh, take. No, not take. What is it? So Far Gone. There's another song called Say You Will. And it spoke to so much that's been happening to me. You know, there's a particular line where he says, and Sylvia be telling Taz, damn, Drake fly. And he just be like, silly motherfucker, I know. That was your bad. How could you pass up on him? And I like that because, you know, as of the last six months, people have been passing up on me, bro. I've been doing such... I feel like I've been doing such dope shit as in like behind the scenes, putting together these pitch decks out, out like explaining what the entire rollout is. And, you know, I don't think my numbers suck, but they're not like amazing numbers. But you I mean, I've given you the fucking, you know, the, the, the blueprint of this whole shit and you don't want to fuck with me. So, you know, there's a lot that I was like, okay, cool. You know, um, unfortunately, well, brings I'm up, gonna regret. Yeah. Like a, you know? a bit of an interesting topic i guess like you know you've been an independent artist for so long like are you now yeah. looking towards you know getting signed and trying to actually get some finances behind these rollouts because you've always had these cool creative ideas and you've managed to make things work you know yeah. on fairly limited budget so what, what's your mindset yeah. with regards to that so for me the next step you know from being independent i mean the previous step was unsigned and then when you go to independent, that's a, a mental, you know, mind shift where you decide, okay, I, uh, when you're unsigned. I'm making money now. Yeah, I mean, that and also just the fact that when if you're unsigned, you're hoping to get signed because all that needs to happen is that you end in the beginning of the word needs to disappear. And that's like the intention. But when you're independent, you've made a conscious decision to be independent, to, you know, carve out your own way. So for me, the next step is not to designed but rather like over the last three years i've been refining the structures at my own you know record label and creative agency normal you know yeah. so like there's a lot of things that normal is facilitating on my behalf like conversations meetings and you know budget you know like this last rollout completely completely funded by normal you know, like normal has the creative agency side that just is like the switch to the sweatshop, I guess, where, <laughs> you know, like if Balanced has a rollout, Balanced has a, a, a vision or something he wants to execute, a music video and whatnot. We go and visit the sweatshop and tell them, yo, you guys need to work faster because we need budget and stuff like that. So we're like servicing festivals, you know, like Diff, uh, Poetry Africa, just, you know, helping out with the social media campaigns and art direction. And, you know, just doing our time, you know, doing our time, because at the end of that is a check that's going to kind of fund the next project, the next music video and whatnot. So, you know, like the need for a major label uh, or, you know, is kind of, you know, lessening for me, particularly not to say that they're completely redundant and useless to me, but the conversation I'd be having with them is more of a partnership. You know, where it says, okay, cool, in-house, we are able to do this, create this, do this, develop this and whatnot. What we want for you is access from you is access to, one, your infrastructure, two, your budget, you know. But it's not budget that contributes to, you know, the the creative, the, the, the art being, you know, the music and the artist development. Rather, it speaks to the packaging, you know, the rollouts. You know, I have 
rollout dreams, you know, like things I want to do that are just out of my budget. But with this past release, Bob, like, or rather this coming release, this is, I feel like I've I really, I mean, looking back at my previous rollouts, I've really, you know, leveled up. I've one-upped, like, one, one-upped, one, one-up, one-upped. <laughs> I've one-upped, like, oh, fuck, am I getting it right? I've done, I, I, I've gone to the so. next level, basically. I think one-up. Yeah, to, like, what, one-up? Yeah, especially because it's just reminding me of an under-18 club that used to be here in Durban that a, a group yeah. of friends and I, we used to pull our money together and uh, we would buy booze. Yeah. Like, we were, like, 13, 14, and you, one yeah. person would pay to get in and get the stamp and then come out and uh-huh. double stamp, and we'd all just be super hammered. Like, yeah, anyway. Sure. <laughs> Bro, you started I, I drinking agree. at 13, you say. Uh, I Sorry, started drinking quickly, like honest. younger than that, <laughs> like to be completely oh, honest. But you know when I started, I'm drinking, from Umbilo, yeah. dude. Like it's like it, like no Sorry. one in Umbilo would even bat an <laughs> eyelid at me saying that. Like there's just there's certain parts of yeah. the world where certain things are a little bit more normal than others. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know when I started drinking, bro? Uh, when you're 18. Nah, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought you might be (laughs) fuck up for real. No, I promise you, bro. October two thousand and twenty, I ordered a Long Island iced tea. Oh, that's a hell of a drink to start with. Right, right. I mean, I used to love those when like was two for those two for the price of one on Joe Cool's on a Sunday. So I used to like start off with like two of those. So trust me, I know all about Long Island iced teas. Bro, I, I think I've had about like six ever since then. And <laughs> it wasn't until the sixth one where it fucked me up. Literally, I almost <laughs> talked myself into a threesome. Wait, did you have six in a row? Nozzle. I mean, the, you don't need to talk oh, yourself no, not into in a, a row. threesome. <laughs> like, you don't need to talk yourself into a threesome. Like, what do you mean? Like, that's, that's <laughs> no, just like, okay, is... <laughs> cool. Like, are you, did, is, is everyone here saying yes? Like then you're fine. Like there's no, no listen, like... <laughs> No, here's what happened. So I didn't have six in a row. I just I remember the day I, I started was I had two and then maybe a month later I had one or whatever. Then up I, I know I had my sixth one like maybe two months ago. And that one I mean that could have been spiked, you know, if I really think about it, because that fucked me up. You know, or, but or the just kind of was like a proper like the Long Island. super energetic. I was sorry, I was I was gonna say that that could have actually been the first like real Long Island you had. All the others were like half shots. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Okay, no, that makes perfect sense, which is why I haven't gone back uh, since because <laughs> that was crazy. But yeah, sorry, I was just when you brought Wait, up and then what happened drinking, with. Oh, so like I was, I was at like um, at another restaurant in Melville with uh, two of my friends, and then uh, I noticed another girl I had met at an, at another gig, and I was went to go say hi, and I was just so you know enthusiastic and happy. So I stood by their table, just talking to them, talking all sorts of like you know funny shit, I guess. And then they said, "Yo, dude, have a shot with us." I was like, "Oh, oh okay, let's do that." And they said, "Sit down." And I started talking and then these sexual innuendos started coming out of my mouth and, you know, they found it quite entertaining. And then, you know, I was just like, oh, yep. Yeah. She wants to fuck me. 
And that's what I said to her. And then she just laughed. And I was like, oh, shit. And then Lexi, you know, me and her friend are holding a bottle of wine together. And, like, our hands are on top of each other's hands. And we're talking. And I was like, also, your friend's hand is on mine. I think we should probably do this, the three of us. And then she said something along the lines of, you're not me and my friend. I was like, well, fine. Maybe one day, one day. I don't know. It was such a mess. Um, wow! And then, so you, you had two drinks in you, and you're like, like fucking Lothario <laughs> here. <laughs> I don't know, but you know, um, yeah, it's it's cool. It's one of my <laughs> I almost called it a war story, <laughs> but it was it was it was it was it was quite entertaining. I like but how yeah, you start that with like you had to like, yeah, like you know, talk your way into a threesome, or whatever. But like, there, there was never actually a threesome on the cards. I mean, not until I brought it up, I guess. And it was just a matter of us kind of deciding what where we're going after this, you know. And oh, oh, so it actually did sober. get to the point. I mean, listen, like, yeah, but <laughs> it was like, okay, cool, guys. Let me go back to my friends because I came with them and I'll chat to you guys later. Oh, we'll be here. I was like, cool. <laughs> so we went to go eat somewhere and then I came back and the girls were gone. And then I got home. And I got a DM saying, yo, we're at this place. So we're waiting on you. I was like, oh, shit. And at this point, I changed my mind. (laughs) (laughs) So have you written a song about this? Is ASMR about this? No, not yet. (laughs) No, but also ASMR is possibly the same energy that was possible. I mean, it sounds like like moments. Yeah, man. I mean, it's definitely it. It's like, I mean, the whole idea of ASMR is like, you know, I, I I use it as a metaphor for just like intimacy. Like, I mean, ASMR is pretty intimate in the sense where when you hear those chewy noises, those whispers, you can only really hear them like that in real life if somebody is right up in your face, which is an intimate moment if you think about it. You know, like you can't just let anyone be up in your face like that. So um, it's uncomfortable and off-putting for a lot of people for obvious reasons. So I just kind of made a metaphor as like for, you know, some of the things that come out my mouth sometimes, you know, it's like, okay, cool. Listen, can I put <laughs> It's uncomfortable. Like, you know, shit like that. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? But uh, so it's like ASMRing. I'm, I'm externalizing these thoughts in my mind that would have obviously just stayed in my mind otherwise if they didn't go through my mouth. So, yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah. I mean, it's not a confession per se, but it's like, you know what I'm thinking? This is exactly what I'm thinking. You know, you being barefoot is just, I know that's about to sound weird, but you know, just all sorts of oversharing shits, you know? So how do your collaborators feel feel about uh, the themes of the song? (laughs) Well, listen, so these were were like new collaborators for me. It was actually a new collaborative experience for me completely. Yeah, was this inspired by your, sorry, was this inspired by your experiences overseas? Because I know... Like when you were in America, like you joined up with that big band and like started collaborating a bit oh, more yeah, there. So yeah. did that like kind of seed like the ideas for this or? As in like for the song or just for the approach to collaboration? Well, both, you know, like being more open to collaboration and then leading to this. Yeah, I mean, I think even from the last conversation we had, I think I spoke about that trip to the US and how yeah. uncomfortable I was as in, but like, outside of my comfort zone, not so much like, ah, I hate it here, but it was like, fuck, like, how long do I have to pretend like 
this shit is for me or that I deserve to be here. So there was a lot of discomfort, but like you hit the nail right on the head. Like that US trip really, 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 really opened me up uh, to collaboration outside of just studio stuff, just being a person who who is aware of the value of a community, you know, but with this particular collaboration, I think it came to me very naturally, the ability to just, you know, facilitate a collaborative environment, to have people I've never met before come through to sessions and whatnot. So definitely that US trip, bro, shout out to One Beat, man. Um, I think I just needed to process so much that I had just gone through that side. And now the microwave went or whatever the fuck the sound makes, but like it's done cooking and you know, I can feel that I'm able to be in these collaborative uh, situations. So that's definitely true, bro. And then as far as the song itself, funny enough, it was like the, 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 the my verse anyway, like it was inspired by a, a, an interaction I had in Berlin in 2019. Uh, I met a friend there and then we hung out, you know, it was platonic. Uh, we went to her place and we just smoked a joint. We spoke by her balcony. She was barefoot and I was chilled, you know. Uh, she was comfortable, you know. That was dope. I was comfortable. And then we went and hung out with everybody else. And then she's the same person who asked me for this verse. And then as soon as she asked me for this verse, I my mind just went back to that hangout that we had. And I just kind of turned it into, you know, something that it could have been had, you know, we been intentional about, you know, uh, our desires, if any, you know, because at the time I was in my sure. relationship and she was also in a relationship. So I just kind of, you know, hey, let me go and revisit that story. And, you know. I'm kind of living that story in a weird way. Who are you? Yeah. Like Paige is kind of the girl that like I met when I was dating someone else. And then, yeah, oh, that okay. person broke up with me and then Paige and I got together. So. In a weird way, uh-huh, I'm living uh-huh. in your alternate reality. Except you actually got to see it through, man. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I'm, I'm living in the alternate reality. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, as soon as the verse came in, bro. I Listen, I, 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 I feel like I'm very much excusing um, the fact that these thoughts had to have come from somewhere. You know, because, like... Not to say that when we were in our moment, I was kind of thinking about all these things. But when yeah, I, I know think what back you mean. outside of the relationship, yeah, I mean, and it, it's mainly because, you know, when, when I was in my relationship, you know, for six years, um, nothing else mattered. No other woman mattered. Like no thoughts could get through the strainer that was my relationship. Like everything that tried to go through it get like lasered. On some, nope, you are not a thought that is going to contribute anything <laughs> positive to this relationship. So fuck off. So yeah, but once but the now, relationship once I'm out over, of this, yeah, yeah, you you then think back like that's the kind that's exactly what happened yeah. for me at least was like, you know, I was in this uh, relationship okay. and like yeah, like when Paige and I yeah. met, like we were just hanging out, we were totally cool, like mm. there was no like there was no flirting or anything like that, you know, and that's what made it cool was just like. Yeah we were just hanging out and then yeah i got dumped and i was like oh yeah that was this really rad like person who i was hanging out with wonder what they're doing yeah you know and then hit her up and then like you know since then everything's uh gone the way it's gone but like yeah that's that's the thing it's one of those things where it's like it wasn't a thing of when we met that 
I was like, oh yeah, I need to store this in the memory bank or like, oh, I'm going to try and like hook up here or anything. It like, was just like, this is a rad person. Like we were having a cool time together. And then, yeah, when you're out of a relationship, you can think back on like those times you had with other people and go, huh, I wonder, wonder what's there. Like, you know, that we could explore (laughs) now. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's that, that. I'm glad like you've kind of made sense of it, bro. Because I was trying to figure out if am I in denial? You know, <laughs> do I am I convinced about what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, bro. I mean, just after you know that unfortunate end of that relationship I was in, um, there's a lot of shit that I looked back on and I realized, fuck, I am, you know. <laughs> okay, let me kind of rethink about how to best phrase this. I was going to say I'm. <laughs> I don't know. You've like, already uh, been speaking about like I mean, I mean, all, wanting threesomes, and now now you're trying to like find your words. <laughs> um, I mean, listen, it does touch back to that, but it's like as a as a being, there's a lot of sexual energy that kind of you know, um, yeah, that I kind of acknowledged past that relationship, you know, because a lot of, like we obviously experienced lockdown. I'd visit her a lot in Durban and whatnot now there's no opportunity not to say i'm like i'm going down to bust a nut but you know um that is my person and we would get intimate and whatnot but um now like i'm literally in joburg stuck and you know that obviously contributed to the eventual end of the relationship i think it like the distance took its toll but then after that bro not to say like my nutsack was full but you know the nutsack in my heart not to say that but that's what you're saying (laughs) <laughs> but listen also apply it as the metaphor but like not to say that not because i mean listen i haven't added i i guess i've only added like two you know counts to my body count since then and that's very um small like considering it's been almost a I mean, year it's since, probably within you know, the average but sure yeah i mean listen yeah. bro i mean i've always been well, not I'm not so much a late. I mean, I was a late bloomer, but you know, I'm also very specific, bro. Like, I prefer my sex uh, in a relationship as opposed to casual. But also, I don't want to be in a relationship right now because I feel like I love so hard, bro. Oh my gosh, where are we fucking going with this conversation? <laughs> you're 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 leading here, so you tell me. <laughs> Stop me. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think, uh, what is the question? <laughs> I don't even know. Like, yeah, we, we've gone so far beyond the question at this point. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not just a conversation. Yeah. But, it's, but yeah, yeah, so... Yeah. I mean, this, this the, is us. The, the, yeah, the distance got in the way, and yeah, you've now had yeah. to explore other aspects of love or love with other people or... Not even just love, just uh-huh. sex and those sorts of things. And so is that what Spajanga chapter three is about? I mean, it doesn't I guess this 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 song is the the is that part of chapter three, you know, on its own. Okay. There's a lot that uh chapter three explores. Um I think out of the three chapters, chapter one, chapter two. I think it might be the most cohesive conceptually or rather because I know chapter two was dope because it starts off with me 
you know, having moved to Joburg, figuring out what am I a rapper, a graphic designer, because I've moved to Joburg to kind of get closer to record labels so I can offer creative and art an art direction to their artists. And then suddenly I get distracted by the fact that people are recognizing me as the artist. And then I decide to jump ship and just do the music thing. Now I'm in Joburg. Um, and then Joburg has Park Station. I get mugged at gunpoint at Park yeah. Station. Two months later, I need to be in Berlin, ride a bike in Berlin, feel better, come back. Oh shit, I'm in a long distance relationship. And am I okay? I mean, I'm doing this for... I don't want to say us as if like, ah, fuck, I was, you know, every time I did some dope shit, like buy groceries and or buy a couch, I was like, can't wait till we're doing this together. You know, so there's a lot, sure. like it was cohesive in the sense where that was the, the the train of thought and the feelings at the time. But Building towards chapter the three, yeah, exactly. That was like what the, the, the idea when you get to like the last track, which is okay, fine on chapter two. But then when you come to chapter three, um, there's a lot of growing up that's happened, bro. I mean, I think this might, this episode might be the one that I actually listened back to because, you know, I kind of like how I sound, uh, right now for some reason, whereas the ones we did, I don't know, I'll listen back to them, but yo, bro, I used to cringe so hard at just like anything that I was recorded doing, if it wasn't something I did like seven takes for, you know, but this one, I feel like, so this me wanting to listen back to just this conversation so far at 29 minutes, like mm -hmm. speaks to the energy that I'm approaching chapter three with, you know, or that I've approached chapter three with the, the Luan dealer of chapter three, the Bailuanster of chapter three, the normal of chapter three, you know, there's a lot of, you know, I'm, I, I'm very much, you know, yeah, I don't know. My head is in like a more less shaky place than it was in the previous chapter specifically. You know, well, um, do you think the so, pandemic yeah, has so hardened you and like yeah. moving to Job? Sorry, yeah. Do you think the yeah partially the pandemic and then partially moving to Joburg has hardened you a bit? I think it's mainly moving to Joburg. Like okay. I think the pandemic itself. Uh, maybe I'm in a privileged place, but it it feels very much in the periphery of everything that's happening in my life. You know, I work. I was working from home before everybody was working from home. So I was very much not that affected. It just sucked that it happened a couple, a, a week or a couple of weeks right after we dropped chapter two, like the first okay. lockdown. So those plans oh, yeah. were kind of thwarted, but yeah. So, but I mean, I was working from home, bro. And I was so blessed enough to kind of get work uh, during this time. I worked on a couple, you know, COVID-19 campaigns and social media like uh, PR campaigns where we're turning some radio content into posters that people can use to share with their family groups who are, you know, sharing spam or like false stuff, you know, just to let them know that, yo, this and that. So that was cool, bro. For like that year, 2020, I was just working, bro. I was working, 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 doing my time. And um, yeah. I was working from home. So as far as the pandemic itself, there was very little interference or like, you know, influence on anything else. Well, I mean, you know, surely not being able to perform live, like had its effect on you, didn't it? Because you were someone who, you know, liked to get out there and perform. Yeah. I mean, I really did like, you know, I just get, I guess I just wasn't doing it as often as I would have liked to a point where, like if I'm performing like once a month, you know, cause I was still pretty new to Joburg as well. So I was still sure. figuring out who's who, what's what. So I hadn't really gotten to a place where 
I was performing frequently and my main stream of income was compromised, you know. So, yeah, I mean, that sucked, but also um, I had a dope performance just before lockdown happened. Uh, it was at UMI, uh, a festival called UMI. Um, this is after chapter two drops. So, yeah, I mean, performances were dope. You know, I missed them. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, you managed to keep going. Know? I don't know, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I managed to keep going. Design held me down. You know, I managed to get a car out of it. Um, oh, snap. I managed to get like a second laptop. Yeah, bro. I got me a beautiful, cute Corsa Light. I've always wanted a Corsa Light since I moved to Durban. Hey, you really have. Um, like you, you mentioned it. that to me years ago. <laughs> yeah? yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, bro. Like, I loved that vehicle and now it's mine. You know, so that's dope. So that's just like, I did my time, bro. And, you know, yeah, the lockdown played a role in that. But, you know, I don't think it was too negative. But, um, but Joburg? The first part of the question you are. Oh, yes, Joburg, Joburg, Joburg. Yo, bro, Joburg has really fucked me up, man. I will not. <laughs> and I don't mean like in the, you know, like I don't want to talk shit about Joburg because honestly, bro, I love it here. I really love it here in Joburg right now. Um, I don't see myself anywhere else longer than, you know, I am in Joburg if it's not, you know, in New York, which is hectic. So I'm like, it's crazy. Yeah. Some of the stories I was hearing about New York from the musicians that side, it's cutthroat, it's brutal. And it's also, it's not like the New York that like, you know, about like from the eighties and like, you know, like, I don't know, maybe yeah. Joburg is actually more like a New York in the eighties than like New York is now. Like there's probably more opportunity yeah. like in Joburg. Yeah. And in, in a lot of ways, actually. Yeah. I mean, bro, listen, just like being present in certain spaces, you know, opportunity is just lurking there, you know, and being a social person and a person who enjoys having a good time is all like has really come through for me a lot. Just being able to be in these spaces and being keen to be in these spaces knowing that like a big part of the work that i'm doing with you know as a musician um requires me to be present you know to come to mind you know hence the rollouts and all these things all these things are efforts to make sure you know i come to mind when like the decisions that are not in my control are being made you know i don't want to ever feel like i have to depend on other people but i know what i'm doing when i do my rollouts it's 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 pr for me it's you know, I don't know if you, I don't know, you've watched that movie, bro, uh, Focus with Will Smith and Margaret Robbie. I don't know if I've seen it, actually. So they're scam artists and like they pickpocket, they scam and whatnot, but you must go check it out after this Sounds chat because there's an analogy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, it's, 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 it's. All, you it's can all, spoil it for me right. and then spoiler but, alert for everyone else. But yeah, tell, tell us what happened. Yeah, <laughs> Um, it's just one scene that I want to like refer to. So these guys are so smart, bro, and they're scamming that, you know, it, it's very mental how they approach it. So there's a, a, a scene where they're at a football game and they're in one of the VIP stands and there's a, 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 a tycoon guy who loves to gamble, right? And now Will Smith and Margot Robbie are sitting there and Margot Robbie thinks they're just going to watch a football match and Will Smith obviously knows what he's here for. So they're sitting not too far from this guy and then they start betting. Like, hey, what's that? I actually think I have seen this. Oh, oh yeah? Yeah, is it ringing a bell? Yeah. 
But sorry, carry okay, on. Okay, cool. So now what happens is they start betting between the two of them. Like, yo, uh, that guy's in a score if, or whatever the bet is. But like, you know, he gets it right. She gets it wrong. She gets it right. He gets it wrong and whatnot. And then from a distance, you can see this guy is kind of like, hey, this looks like fun. And then he kind of like throws himself like, hey, can I play? And then Wilson is just like, um, okay, sure. Acting like he's not in on this. But um, yeah, then they, he played. Now suddenly Wilson starts playing with this guy, bro. And he wins a couple of times and this guy wins. And then the stakes keep getting higher, bro. And higher and higher as the scene progresses. And, um, you know, you almost start cringing. Like, fuck. Like, this guy keeps losing. <laughs> and then she's now, Margot Robbie is like panicking on some dude. Can you just stop no, betting now? Can we fuck yeah, off? Yeah, yeah. Can we go? You know what I mean? Exactly. And then he's like, as he, like he's walking to the door and she's like, fuck. And he suddenly stands and she's like, no. And then he turns around. One more. Five. I'm just going to pull out a number, like one million or something. Then this guy's like, you are crazy, but let's do it. You know, and whatnot. Double or nothing or blah, 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 blah. And then now, because now this is where the stakes are super high. So he says, you know what? You choose a footballer on this field. Choose the number on their back. And then Margot Robbie is going to guess. And then she's like, what the fuck? Don't drag mm-hmm. me into this. Are you fucking crazy? How am I going to read this guy's fucking mind? You know? Meanwhile, they've been seating it the whole time. Like, bro, listen. So then, <laughs> like he says, just trust me. And then like the guy looks and he chooses his number. And then he says, she, he tells her to go guess and whatnot. So she looks around the field. And then she sees a guy on her team, on their team. Big guy, he's got the number 55 on his back. Then she's like, oh my God. And she's like, okay, I know the number. And then he, then she says 55. And he's like, he smiles at her as if she got it wrong. He's like, how did you fucking know? Blah, 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 blah. So she got it right. And how they did that, the whole fucking day or the whole fucking week leading up to that betting thing or whatever was happening in town, they kept putting this number 55 you know, in this guy's periphery everywhere, bro, from like chandeliers to the songs playing, constantly saying 55, 55. All, so they were doing like such subconscious branding around this guy to a point where as soon as he saw the number 55 on that back, it was familiar to him and his mind gravitated. It's like, fuck, there's my number. He didn't know why he was gravitating to it, but he did. So, so this is why you chose Gurex. As your inspiration no. for your artwork. Actually, actually, <laughs> so that's that's part of it. You know, that's it's funny that you say that. I mean, it's funny, but it's also funny that you bring it up because it's part of like the thinking behind uh, why I did that. But a friend of mine, Tebo Khomusane, who, you know, uh, is a good friend of mine, this side, um, he was speaking to me. He brought, he told me about that scene. And I also I loved that scene, but he told me about it and he said, like, think about it, how they got him to do that. So it speaks to branding, bro. So as far as my rollouts, um, fuck, I actually forgot the question, but I'm just gonna wrap up this point and then I guess we'll try to find a way back there. Um, <laughs> what happens is as far as branding goes, bro, like I'm marketing this ASMR single as not a song i haven't said a word about yo guys new song coming out on friday nothing that's not in any of my copy in my text in my anything i've decided the campaign is called date night you know what yeah. i mean because bro every friday we're being shoved with songs every fucking friday check out the song check out the song no now i was like you know what let me make the song be the soundtrack to this fictional date night which is also the narrative from the music video 
as well. So it's like, don't be late because my character is late in the music video. So I've decided, you know what, let me create an occasion that people can come around to like something that's normal, that's in our lives already. Like the number 55 is a number that's in the number system or whatever the fuck it's called, you know, like, and so is like date nights, you know, people call it whatever they want. But, you know, I said date night because I'm on a date in the video and whatnot. So let's create something subconscious, let's brand subconscious, let's market this song subconsciously you know without obviously i'm not trying to manipulate people i'm just trying to make it something that's consumable in a time where there's music being uploaded every fucking day like fifty thousand songs are being uploaded every day on spotify and apple music and how do you stand out you've got to figure figure out other ways to kind of you know get people into because now bro we're not just competing with other songs other cover arts we're competing with you know baby pictures we're competing with <laughs> Otter and puppy memes, all sorts of shit, bro. We're competing yeah, with everything. So how do we stand out? You know what I mean? So we just have to create like date night, you know, and let people feel like, oh, okay, cool. This is nice for a change. Something that's very cryptic, but what is it? Oh shit. There's a song attached, but you know, he hasn't said anything about the song. I wonder what the fuck is up, you know? So um that number 55 is the brown that appeared on my social media for a good week. And I said nothing about what it's about. You know, immediately people now have a color in their mind they can associate. You know what I mean? And the way I kept introducing this stuff, you know, without kind of telling them, yo, 55, it was just like, hey, guys, there's this, there's that. And, you know, the people who are onto me are like, oh, shit, something's about to happen. Ron says about to start a, a rollout and stuff like that. So that's how I like to approach things like those, bro. Like, I don't, pers- I personally don't like being sold things. Um, like, hey, guys, check this out. It's so dope, you know. Um, I, I like to kind of, you know, be immersed in things, you know, hence I still buy CDs because I want to hold them, I want to read them, I want to smell them. If I want, I can taste them, you know what I'm saying? So uh, by creating like an immersive experience, like a date night that my music is just a soundtrack for, you know, granted people are going to play the song, but, you know, it's still a soundtrack. Hopefully some people are going to take it and play it on their own date nights and stuff like that. But, you know, that's that number 55 analogy was like, you know what? This is how I want to approach shit, you know, like granted it can be used for evil, but, you know, I just <laughs> want to use it to make my shit a little bit more, you know, consumable in a time where we're being having all sorts of shit thrown in our mouths and where it's like, hey, chill it, chill it. Ah, fuck. Yeah, I mean, you're kind of just you talking about saying? marketing as a whole there. Like, it's yeah. a thing that we, we all yeah, struggle yeah, with because like even me, like, I've, like, it's one of the things I hate the most about doing this whole thing. Like, I know you enjoy thinking about it, but I fucking hate it. Like, I love doing the thing. Yeah. Like, I love no, this. Of like, I love getting yeah. to talk to you. I love, like, all of that. And same with, like, comedy. Like, I mm. love getting on stage and doing comedy. But then having to fucking get people through the door is, like, the thing that I hate the most. And it's the same thing with this podcast. Mm. It's like, I know this is dope. You know this is dope. The people listening know it's dope. Like, it's just like, how the fuck do I get other people to know it's dope? And like, that's something you've been Uh, really uh. good at. But do you not like sometimes like worry that like, you know, you're putting all this effort in and you've got such great ideas to actually do this and to like get further, you know, to push against the algorithms essentially. But do you not worry that like, Uh, yeah, uh. like at the same time, it's fucking almost impossible to like get beyond the algorithms, especially without like paid advertising and if so, are you going to use paid advertising for your campaigns? Um, 
Am I worried about? Sorry, can you repeat that again, bro? Well, basically, just, just you know, like you saying it. Yeah. So, like, you know, I always like if I post something on Facebook, if I don't boost the post, like it doesn't fucking go anywhere. Mm. Like that's just like on, on Twitter yeah. stuff gets some retweets, you know, like the first time I post it, and like mm. you know Instagram gets some decent likes on that, but like Facebook pages you don't get fuck all. Yeah, and it's just like it's a mission to like get people to know about your stuff like without paid advertising so it's like so that's the thing like how much like when you're considering all these things are you like thinking like well fuck yeah. like you know i'm gonna do all of this and the algorithm's gonna bury me and you know then do you think like well mm -hmm. how much do i have to spend to actually make this work yeah i mean listen bro like i i i rarely consider the algorithm if i'm to be okay. honest like not to say that my shit is always popping off, but I really consider, I mean, the only thing I'll look at is, okay, cool. What time does Instagram say my people are active? And I only look at that like once, maybe a couple, every couple of months. Um, but um, yeah, I, okay. I mean, listen, bro, I've been studying people a lot, like um, as of recent. And when I say studying people, I'm just like studying like, what kind of content people like in South Africa. That's stuff that pops off organically. Those people who just get careers out of just being funny. Because I mean, bro, people in South Africa love two things, to dance and to laugh. And that's the Great. content they consume the most. You know what I mean? And um, not to say that like, I'm suddenly gonna start figuring out a dance. I mean, I think I'm a funny guy, you know? So this, I feel like I can definitely finesse that but other than that, I, what is I saying? Um, yeah, no, I really consider the algorithm like as anything that influences other, anything other than the time that I post maybe, but really, cause sometimes I'll just decide, you know what, because it's date night, it's night. So I'm going to post this thing in the evening. If my people are active at fucking 12, it doesn't make sense for my narrative. So I'm going to prioritize the objective that I had creatively first and then, if by people are active mainly six to eight, then fuck it, perfect. But if it isn't, I don't care. So what I do, I've been studying people, just looking at people's consumption habits on social media, particularly my people. And whenever I see someone who's this fifth, who has their 15 minutes of fame, you know, mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, cool. What gave them this? Oh, they were funny. Oh, and it was obviously something they can't maintain, unfortunately. Um, so it's like, okay, cool. Now just having that kind of, attention to detail when I look at like, you know, what social media is about, particularly in South Africa, it kind of allows me to kind of figure out how best to position, like, you know, the kind of content I put out. Like the first bit of content that I put out for ASMR came a day before it was supposed to start. You know, in fact, that content was didn't even exist until Adele decided she's going to hijack yeah. my release date. Right? I saw that, yeah. And I was in bed, bro. I was sleeping. I was sleep. Yeah, I was sleeping like for like two hours. Like it was midday. I just took a nap. And then I woke up and I see Adele. Oh my God, what the fuck are you doing? You know? And then I decided, okay, there was content I was going to roll out tomorrow. I was like, fuck this. She's forcing my hand. And I was like, you know what? Let me actually make some content that speaks to what just happened. You know? And then I made that whole, dear Adele, I chose the 15th of October 1st. You know, and people got a huge fucking, you know, what's the word? They they really they 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 found that really funny. You know, they liked it. And, you know, they were like, oh shit, okay. 
Yeah, they got a kick. Yes, that's the word. They got a kick out of it, bro. And like that wasn't content I had intended to put out. It was supposed to be that video of me looking at the camera all fucking gloomy or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but then now I captioned it, you know, put it at the top and people read it. I was like, oh, fuck, okay, yeah. And every time, you know, I, I've gone out a couple of times since then. And when I'm attending things, some somebody, a couple of people will come to me, like maybe it was three over the last couple of days, like, yo, Bro, we're gonna support Adele as well, you know, but we've got you. And I'm thinking, what? Mm. Oh, then he clicks. It's like, oh shit, you saw my shit, you know. So, I, I, things like those, bro. Like, granted, you know, having the algorithm on on my side obviously guarantees a wider reach. But you know, whether people engage with it, you know, like the engagement I've been getting, bro, like with just like that particular post, you know, was very dope. You know, from people who otherwise don't really engage with my shit, you know, or they don't follow me. And then, you know what? I decided, let me put some money behind that, that thing. You know, I put uh, a budget behind that one on Instagram just so, because like it just, people will just swipe on their story and suddenly they see this guy in brown background and this caption to Adele and suddenly, oh shit, what's this, you know? And then they come back to the profile and they engage. So yeah, man, I mean, I do tap into the paid promo stuff. It's mainly for reach, uh, but it, you know, it has to be stuff that I feel like is just needs to be seen for people to 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 be into it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, get yeah, I mean, you know, fuck the algorithm, bro. Like fuck bots, fuck all those <laughs> things. You know, at the end of the day, some of us are humans. You know, I won't speak to everyone because some people are fucking robots, bro. On these Twitter streets, man, like emotionless and shit. But um, yeah, man. So yeah, that's 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 really the approach, bro. Just trying to find the human element. Uh, to all this shit and trying to capitalize on that a bit. Well, that's, yeah, because that's the thing, like, I try and think about these days, like, you know, how much, you know, does genuine art, like, really resonate and all of that? And, like, it does, but, like, there's so many people creating so much dope shit that, like, no one ever hears and no one ever sees because, you know, YouTube wasn't kind to them. Like, they didn't put a good Mm -hmm. thumbnail. Like they didn't title the video the right way. Like, and they're busy vlogging to like 10 people. Meanwhile, they're creating better shit than like, you know, anyone else. And so that's, that's just something that like plays on my mind sometimes. But then at the same time, Uh it does like, you know, I think of Macho Man Randy Savage with the, it it was, no, it was the Ultimate Warrior. No, it was Randy Savage with the the cream always rises to the crop. Fuck, the cream always rises to the crop. No, the cream always rises to the top. Like, and yeah, so like, I just wonder like how much of that stuff plagues on your mind when you're creating things, you know, like how much do you like worry about like being able to actually get to your audience? Cause yeah, like, like you say, you pay a little bit for reach but even when I do that and I try to target things well and like, you know, things grow a little bit. I also, I wonder like how many of those people are actually ever going to still see the post then afterwards, you know, like they like the page and mm, then still mm, get buried mm. and stuff. So like, I don't know. I just feel like as creatives, we're always like fighting these days, like to get reach. And like, I just wonder how much of that is a mm. concern in your mind. I mean, listen, bro, like there's so many people in the world, you know, and like that's a lot of people. To, I think it's what in the billions or whatever. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of people that I still like to hear my music, and you know, I but feel how like how do you bro, get them to hear it? You, like your. 
So here's my chat, bro. Like my, I, I, I mean, I know your reason is that you just don't like it, but like for <laughs> anyone in, in, in my industry, bro, like I personally don't think like you have any excuse to not make an effort when it comes to, you know, trying to get the word out there. I mean, listen, I'm also speaking from my own perspective and I don't know what other people's reasons for announcing a song on Thursday that they're putting out on Friday. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, who's going to hear, okay. you know, and stuff like that. Like, so like the thing, the things that I do, bro, like I don't do it to make my shit look pretty. I don't do it to stunt on anybody else and, oh, look at my skill set. Look how much smarter and cooler I am. I do it because I need to. And when I say I need to, I am aware of where I stand as an as a independent artist, as a, uh, as a label owner, you know, who doesn't have yeah. the funding and the infrastructure and the time in the game that a Universal, a Sony, a Warner have. I have to make as much noise as I can. You know, for me, the more extra the rollout, the better. You know what I mean? Like I slapped on a fucking Durex logo that so people immediately know what to expect. You know, yeah. like I feel like, bro, this shit that I'm doing, it's necessary for me. I feel like I have to do it because if I feel like I'm making the best music I can make right now, there's no way the, the way I roll it out, the way I put it out in the world is going to not reflect that. That is going to upset me, bro. When people's chat, I mean, there's a chip that I've had on my shoulder as of the past two years was Balwanster is slept on, you know, because that thing is something that I always make my fault or my responsibility that, okay, cool, I'm slept on because I'm clearly not doing enough, you know, because these days it isn't enough to just be dope, bro. And yeah. I use this word very lightly, you know, it's, it's a dumb one, but, you know, the word clout, you know, granted you, we are aware of how it's used, but... The clout that I'm going to refer to is the stuff that is like when someone is so dope and then their reputation translates accordingly, you know, it's like, okay, cool. This person's dope and we all know that they're dope. So they're not slept on, you know what I mean? And that is always as a result of the effort that comes outside of the studio. Like for me, bro, I obviously we've got two facets of our minds, bro. One of my brains is by Luanster. The other one is normal. So I'm able to kind of switch between the two very easily. I think I might diagnose myself with that split personality. Shit. <laughs> I promise you, bro. And I say this in a jokey tone, but I think one day we'll talk off the record and I'll tell you exactly what the fuck is going on. But um, like just being able to switch off the artist side that kind of maybe wants to just belong in the studio, wants to just create and then activating the side of me that said that sees that artist side and says, you deserve so much more than what you're giving. So we're going to make this shit happen. So when we leave that studio and we put on our businessman outfit and go to the music industry, we're going to sell this motherfucker the best way we know how to. And the best way we know how to is to do extensive rollouts because that's going to be on everybody's timeline. So basically what I'm saying, bro, is like all these extra efforts that I make, I make them because if I don't, I'm always going to be slept on and all this dope music that I've made, that I'm making, I don't ever want people to say, yo, we didn't know he was this dope because mm. I, I had to switch up my sound completely and do I'm a piano uh, five years <laughs> later. And I'm like, guys, did you know Paloasa used to be such a dope rapper? Because I didn't push myself when I was a dope rapper. I thought it was enough just to be dope. So for now, I'm like, you know, what? if this is the best fucking music I'm making right now, 
this is the stuff that's going to get the best fucking push that it can get right now. You know, like I've invested so much money, bro, into this last this coming release bro i've shot a music video i had three days of shooting three days of hiring the studio because i didn't plan properly i didn't know that we needed to split <laughs> the narrative and the performances over two days all sorts of shit bro and i've spent money i've hosted people i've done so much bro and it, i didn't flinch bro. it doesn't feel like i spent a cent i can be broke yeah. right now bro but if i've spent it on my shit i can't i don't feel like i've spent a cent because i know why i'm doing this you know what i'm saying so yeah, man, listen, like, I, I really feel like musicians, you know, artists specific, like musicians specifically, uh, because, you know, that's me and I, that's the only place I can speak from right now. I feel like if you're making the greatest music that you feel like you're making right now, that push needs to translate, you know, even these major label budgets, bro, you can see when something's being bought, you know, you can <laughs> see when something's on your timeline because it's been paid for, you know. Like, oh, yes. The artist development isn't there anymore. All sorts of shit, bro. And you can't buy these connections, bro. And, you know, like just to kind of toot my own horn a bit, me like getting my hands dirty in front of everyone, bro. That kind of makes people feel like, okay, cool. This looks interesting. Let's see if he actually moves this fucking steel wall. And then as soon as it moves for like a fucking sentiment, it's like, oh my God, he's doing it. And suddenly people are like, oh, shit, guys, come see this guy is doing his own thing. And now this steel wall has orange on it. And, you know, blah, 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 you know, all that shit, bro. So that's just how I feel, bro. Like these rollouts are necessary. And, you know, granted, I don't want to say I, I don't care about any other artists, but, you know, it's working for me. And if you're going to be on my timeline watching my moves, great. Watch the moves. If you want to ask questions, if you want to maybe employ normal to develop something for you shop, but you know, I'm not going to be preaching and telling people, Oh, this is crap. Or, you know, if I think it's crap, I won't comment on it. You know, I won't be like that rollout snob that I can be when I see people, Hey bro. Ha. You know, sometimes I just <laughs> see some shit on the timeline. Some people are getting applauded for such, you know, it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then I'll keep quiet, but then when maybe there's an article written that says, hey, the art of the rollout and all they talk about is, you know, documentaries, I'm thinking, ah, hey, guys, so that headline is misleading. I'll articulate that. But obviously, uh, in hopes of just, you know, letting them know that, yo, guys, you know, just trying to, I don't want to say I'm a gatekeeper, but, you know, um, if people are doing, bro, there's some home who tweeted Listen, I mean, I don't know. Everybody has their own thoughts on the whole Drake release. You know, every it's very subjective, yeah, like music or whatever. Like, but as far as the rollout, you know, yeah, you know what I mean? But Like, I really, um, like, at this point in my like, life, like, there's nobody I care about less than Drake, probably. Like, he, is, Drake. he is so no, far I've, down the fucking list of artists I care about at this point. <laughs> when you said he's so far down, it sounded like you were about to say so far gone. Which is obviously his project. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. I know. I know. Okay. Like he started out um, all right, you know. Like yeah, had yeah, some yeah. bangers. But, probably yeah, probably I mean, still has some bangers, but I'm never gonna listen to them. But anyway, as you were saying. No, I feel you, bro. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like, you know, someone came out the other day and saying, Oh, Drake has a subpar rollout. And you know, and that what that was just trash, you know, for that person to say because it was just like someone just using their Twitter fingers because a rollout is the more functional part, the more objective part of a release where it has actual 
return of investments and stats you have to look at afterwards. So if Drake now has 10 million more monthly listeners, then that should work as corny as it was with those pregnant emojis. You know, that's the cover itself is a subjective chat. I personally don't like it, but that rollout was successful because it did something functional. So whenever there's yeah, people but like I mean, shit, at bro, the same time, like that was also just like so blatant and so like, yeah, I don't know. Like that. So that's like my issue with a lot of like, modern day pop art and it is just pop art and like like it's all wrestling like it's all just like gimmick and you know for show and it's nothing's fucking real everyone's just playing a character Mm. it's always this new like Mm. gimmick and like you know there's lots that you can do with that but it feels pretty shallow like at the moment like like, you know, Kanye's rollout, mm. especially to me, like, was one of the things that, like, literally made me quit Twitter. <laughs> like, like living oh, through that oh, was shit. something that literally made me go, you know what, I'm fucking out. Like, I, I don't want to, like, mm. be subject to all these opinions, like, and just know about all yeah. this stuff. And, like, because I just felt like it was yeah. just so blatantly obvious and shallow. And, like, that's the same thing I felt with, like, Drake's, like, cover. So... That that's just me like speaking yeah. completely openly and honestly. But that's like where I'm at when it comes to a lot of modern art, you know, like I feel like things can be so much deeper, but they're just not it's all just like mm. spectacle. Whereas like, yeah, I do think you like consider things maybe even, you know, a bit deeper than Drake, even though you're you're hopping up uh, the the rollout. <laughs> Shot. No, no, without a doubt, bro. I personally think that, you know, all these motherfuckers need to bring their briefs to me. You know? <laughs> uh, but other than that, man, I mean, I, I think, <clears throat> I don't know, bro. Like, if, if you, if you, I mean, I, I doubt you'd tell me, but, you know, I, I don't think I'd ever compromise my artistry. But, you know, like, I feel like even the, 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 the Durex, you know, thing that I'm, I'm, I'm doing, you know, it could be a bit, I don't know, you use some words like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I do feel like <clears throat> it's very much something I've thought about, but I think for someone who isn't aware of the inner thinking, um, they could obviously think, oh, you know, pop art or whatever. Because, I mean, if you think about it, like the same way uh, Andy Warhol was doing a lot of pop art shit back in the day, you know, repurposing brands and, you know, showing yeah. people how consumable we are or whatever, you know, you could even argue that this whole Durex kind of suggested branding. I mean, it is, you know, leaning like, towards that. Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, obviously, it's an extension of that. Like, but I'm not like necessarily like mm. criticizing you in the same way that I'm criticizing like Drake and Kanye. But I guess there might be some similarities there within that. You know, you are just referencing, mm-hmm. you know, pop culture, but. I don't know, like, to me, like, as I was saying, like, their rollouts just kind of felt a bit shallow. And, like, I guess yours feels a slightly more sincere. Uh uh Yeah, I I guess I don't need to say slightly more sincere. Like, it does seem more sincere. (laughs) But, like, you do dig your pop art. Like, you do dig that, like, side of, like, life. Like, you do dig branding and you understand it. And, like, yeah, it's a part of life, but, like, you know, I conflict with mm. like quite a lot. Like it's, you know, that's personal to me. Like, and that like, I hate the way yeah. like, you know, our brains are constantly hijacked by so many different things. 
and that like we're literally mm-hmm. living in the fucking matrix you know <laughs> so th- those are my personal yeah. beefs with things but like i know like you do like have a absolute fascination with that side of life mm-hmm. no no without a doubt bro and i think when we speak back to just like being sincere man like there's this line by joey badass where he says if it don't hit my spirit i don't go near it and amen you know, that's something i think about a lot you know like everything i do bro like i i do you know what sometimes bro i feel like i'm the most sensitive person in in, in Johannesburg right now, you know, like <laughs> I always just feel like that when like, you know, I, I, it's not, I realize it's something I'll never grow out of, bro. But like, I'm very much mostly emotion, you know, sensitive emotion, and then a bit of water and then a bit of blood and then some flesh and bones, <laughs> but it's mostly just being sensitive, you know? And I think everything that comes out of the normal camp of Bailuanster is something that's been, you know, cultivated from that sensitivity. So I think even from the beginning of just this conversation, bro, I was like talking to you about all these sexual ideas that I've had and now it's become a a whole release, you know, and this is a realization I came to like only last year in August or September, but now it kind of found its way to be like a song that I'm actually putting out and, you know, I just went with what I was feeling, you know, I just go with whatever the fuck I'm feeling. I'm actually looking at this condom box that I made right now as <laughs> I speak to you. And it's like, Are you actually made a condom, condom box? box. I made it, bro. I literally bought like Durex and I just kind of stripped it apart, got the dim- dimensions, measured it with my ruler, put it on an illustrator. And then I printed it, cut it out, folded it. it felt like I was in college again, but it, it yeah, was that's, nice. That's, you know, that's you really different. get to do yeah, like so that's pretty different to like Drake hiring someone and asking him what his ideas for an album yeah. like art is. Like, you know, like hiring yeah, yeah, five yeah, yeah, people yeah. and getting them to all pitch their ideas and going, cool, that's the one I like. We're using that as the cover art, you know? <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you know, there no, is I a bit more mean. like authenticity. Like, it's, you know, you're literally making mm. shit by fucking hand and it's stuff you're thinking about deeply and considering and like packaging your art. And like, I guess Kanye probably does put yeah. some thought into it. But I just think he's going through some things that like I he can't is, relate yeah. to. <laughs> like, like yeah. that's the only way I can really put that to be kind. Um, but yeah, like, as I'm saying, like, that's what I dig about your stuff is like, it doesn't feel forced in the same way it feels more like gotcha yeah like a whole like every like because i also like i do get that side of things of like trying to package things and trying to yeah sell it to people in a way that's more than just the thing like you know it's like it's more like you you always have an idea that you're trying to sell at the same time Mm, 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 mm. yeah man i mean yeah, it's unfortunate like you know these are the guys who are at the forefront of you know the music industry and not that yeah I guess you know they are the eventually the ones who set the standard or set the pace but you know I'll I'll press play bro and that's about it if it's a garbage <laughs> rollout I'll just wait for the thing to come out I don't care I'll press play and that's about it you if I don't press play again after that sorry that's that's unfortunate but you know at the end of the day um, I need to be focused, bro. So I consume music. Like 
I'm one of the few artists that I know, actually, bro, who just consumes music, like listens to other artists all fucking day, bro. You know, a lot of my friends, like Zulo, who is my best friend, um, he, he doesn't listen to music, bro. <laughs> he only listens to his stuff. And it's like, <laughs> bro, what do you mean? Like, you don't like music? Like, I'll wake up in the morning, bro, and I'll just play music that just sets the tone. And it won't be any of mine. It won't even be music that's going to influence me immediately, maybe in like a few years, because it's part of my DNA now. But, you know, like, I'm focused when it comes to making my music, you know, like... Uh, and just where I throw my inspiration from now is like not so much from other artists. So, I mean, Kanye, you know, he really pushed the envelope for a very long time um, up until, I don't know, he just decided, ah, you know what, I'm tired. And it's not like his oldest stuff, his older work is gone. It's still there, but it's just the newest stuff. Ah, can miss me. So, yeah, man, I just kind of now focus on just trying to solve my own problems you know like mm -hmm. i said being an independent artist doing this whole label shit myself i have my own unique problems that you know other artists don't have so it requires me to think beyond just my artistry like i make sure bro like i i never compromise the artistry itself so i'll have my good year or two or a couple of months making music i'll never interrupt that process with anything else I'll make the music finish and then close that room, bro. Once we're done, we don't need to go back into that room because we're done completely. And that's when we activate this marketing stuff, this marketing thinking, this networking, this needing to be present, all this shit, bro. Like I said the other day, bro, um, what did I say? Something along the lines of um, you, for you to promote or push something that you're attached to completely you need to be detached you know I saw that, similarly yeah. or even more yeah and just be your biggest fan so bro the things i'm doing i'm doing it as a fan of my music you know what i mean i'm doing it as a fan and that's the only shit that drives me because i feel like everybody needs to know how dope this guy is and i'm going to make sure as the number one fan make sure people know all this shit you know so that's all these efforts bro so i'm really excited man just about what's happening this friday it's like uh, it feels like a birthday, you know. Mm -hmm. I do feel like a release is like a birth, but you know, this is actually more exciting than my actual birthday, bro. How crazy is that? No, I mean that definitely makes sense. Like you know, you you don't get to choose your birthday, and like as you get older, birthdays get worse. Yeah. So, you know. yeah. Hey man, listen, bro. I, I I miss you, man. By the way, <laughs> I don't know. Like just talking to you right now, it just kind of pulled at my heartstring a little bit. You know, I don't know. It's weird. Well, we'll we'll hang out again soon enough. Like I'll, I'm yeah. hoping to travel a bit more next year, and yeah, just try and yeah. do comedy in different cities. Like, yeah, for me, it's just like yeah. I've been thinking a lot about the whole thing of getting people into, you know, through the doors and giving a fuck about yeah the art that I create. Hence, some of the questions. But, that, but that's a me thing that I'm going to have to deal with. And I'm just going to take some notes uh, with your rollout, especially with this track that, uh, to the people listening, is coming out today. So go check out Balawanster's socials <laughs> uh, to, to find everything. What time are you putting this out? You said you're doing it uh, at night. Yeah, yeah. So I've got like a music video that we've kind of created for that. So I've got an actual premiere that I'm trying to execute like at at a space where I put up a projector 
uh, screen. Nice. And then I just have, you know, anybody who's keen, you know, because I don't want everything to just live on the internet, you know. So I want to have moments yeah. I create with these stickers, with this condom box. So there's going to be a premiere. And, you know, I think by the time people hear this, I'll have announced it already. But um, 7 p.m., 7 p.m. tonight. And, you know, we're putting up the projector, possibly in Maboneng. Uh, whoever hits me up first and says, yo, come use our space. But um, yeah, that's what's happening. But we've got a video. It's an account down on YouTube. And, you know, I'm going to be dressed in my suit because I am that guy now who is running a business. And yeah, that's that's going to be exciting, bro. That's what we're doing uh, on Friday, which is today. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Well, I mean, it might have been yesterday or a week ago or a year ago. Depending <laughs> Uh, podcasts are yeah, fucking weird no, with the way that they live like you, you're having the conversation that you're having on that day but that's not the conversation that people are listening to or that is i don't know i'm like yeah, yeah. I, I try to get philosophical and i fucked no. it up which i guess is a great sign for my comedy career um <laughs> yeah man sweet dude thank you so much for your time this has been such a great chat and yeah man i definitely miss you too and like i say like i am definitely gonna make more effort to be in other places so i'm definitely gonna be near you at some yeah. point and we can hang the fuck out and yeah we can we can share some long island iced teas yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah okay that'll be cool that'll be fun <laughs>